We'll kick it off. I've, I've got the agenda up there. Uh, we'll hopefully we'll move at a good speed, but I want to thank you for joining the call today. Um, we, we're working on our communication plan. Uh, those of you that were able to make it on our call, I think it was Thursday morning. Uh, we had a, or I'm sorry, Wednesday morning. We had a good call, about 60 people at the top for our biweekly standup. I invite anybody who wants to join. Uh, we'll talk about different things, and uh, I'll, I'll share a little more detail about that. Um, let's get into it. First, let's go through info and updates. And uh, I, I want to share some things. The anonymous engagement survey is open until July uh, the 25th. Uh, once it's closed, we'll, we'll take that uh, those anonymous responses, and we'll look for ways where we can improve what we do across the board as a company. So if, if you uh, get a chance, please take that survey. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you're thinking, how you're feeling, uh, and it will help us uh, operate going forward. Um, book your PTO, and, and I'll, there's a reason for this. We don't, just, we don't just say book your PTO early uh, because we, we just want to know what you're doing, when you're going to be off. But we use that in our financial data, and it's really important in the forecasting piece. And also, there are times when we can backfill a spot if you're going to be gone for more than a week. We, every now and then, we can use the sixth person. If we have a sixth person on the project, we can backfill that. And so, as early as possible and communicate it early and often. Uh, the, the, next, the, next slide, uh, the next bullet point is a pretty important one. Uh, it's a requirement from the government uh, for those of you um, that have been hired since March the 20th of 2020. It, it affects you directly. Uh, there was a government reprieve on how we did I-9 documentation, uh, which basically says you, you are proving who you are and your right to work. And so the government loosened those I-9 documentation requirements. And now they're wanting companies, they're not wanting, they're, they're telling companies to go back and fix those things like they would have done without the COVID pandemic. And so uh, there's emails on that. You've, you should have, if you're affected by it, you should have a couple of emails on that. Um, and we, we want to make sure that we get that done so that there's no issues going forward. Uh, Rana, is there anything that, that I, I don't know if Robin's on here, but is there anything that you would like to add to what I said? No, um, just kind of like circling back on, on some of these since it, 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 it falls within my realm. So definitely the survey, like we really encourage all of you, you to take this. We want to hear from you. This is how we think about the, the next things that, that we're going to do is we're planning strategically and we're thinking about improvements and updates. And so your voice matters um, and we do take action on that. So just a plug on that. So thanks, Daryl, for talking through that. Um, and then for your, your I-9, Teresa did send a reminder out this morning. Um, 
I think like an hour ago. So you should have that in your email. You may not have had a chance to see it if you have not taken action. And it only applies to specific colleagues like Daryl mentioned. Um, <clears throat> but it's really important. And unfortunately, we don't, there, there is no flexibility on that. Like it, it's mandated by the Department of Homeland Security. We just don't have options. Look, I will tell you, I know you, you don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. I can assure you, it's not some, it's not fun. It's not fun work. We don't like asking this of you, um, but our hands were tied and we had a short deadline. So if you have any concerns around that, um, questions, please reach out to Teresa and I, and we can kind of work through that with you individually. Will you be sending you. out each of those individuals? Is, is it a form we have to fill out? How does that work? If you onboarded um, between March 20th of 2020 up until current, um, then it is, you would have received an email from us, you would have received an email from um, WorkBright, which is who is who is our, our platform that's processing these. Um, and then you'll you would have to complete section one of the I-9. You'll have to identify someone to physically review your documents and it kind of walks you through how that works in the platform. Um, so if you did not receive an email, including an email this morning, if you haven't done it, um, then no action needed from you. Thanks. Perfect. Thank you. And one of those emails came from Rihanna, so you can identify uh, that as well. Um, last thing on this slide, I want to talk about just for a minute our, our biweekly South Regional Standup. Uh, and that is for you. Uh, both this meeting and that standup are optional meetings, but we, we know that there are a lot of colleagues that are saying, I, I need to hear more, I need more connection. And we want to we want to provide that connection, and uh, it also I got to introduce some of the folks that are in our region that you may not know because you're in your cohort, and it gives us a chance to get to know each other better. We will be talking about the three pillars, which I'll I'll mention that I've got a slide on that, but uh, and I'll give you some history around the three pillars. Trey wanted me to make sure that you knew I wasn't saying pillows because my southern accent pillars and I, I even have a picture of pillars on the slide deck so that nobody makes that mistake but we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more i think we have the slide okay this is this is kind of our approach to our growth how we're growing and uh you i'm, I'm sure you saw ingrid's email just a few minutes ago which is a a facet of our growth plan with you in mind how do we get the company to grow? How do we generate more revenue? Uh, how do we drive margins up and expenses down? Those are things that every company does. And so just wanted to talk a little bit about the four really important aspects of our approach to growth as we, as we have moved from RSI to Spark. Um, we've, we've got an investor in, in Harvest. And so uh, the four things that we're really focusing on are delivery and talent. We're expanding our capabilities across the U.S., and we're also evaluating the global delivery opportunities that we have so that we can, we can take those and drive our, our rates down for companies that are asking for specifically for those rates to go down, but we're partnering with them. And so we're really focusing on our delivery and our talent, our capabilities, uh, as, a, as a company, we have increased our offerings, what we do, how good we do 
what we do. And that, that's a result of you. That's a result of all of you that are on this call. Uh, we, we continue to invest in, in uh, acquisitions like Centair, and we want to expand capabilities further, and, and we're trying uh, to expand. An example would be uh, UIUX as we work to expand that, and, and there are lots of others. And then you probably have heard a little bit about uh, our vertical specialization, our, our go-to-market strategy in how we are going into healthcare, transportation, logistics, financial services, and, and, and there, there are others. And as we go through these, we're trying to expand our capabilities so that someone like Steve uh, can, can go and say, here's what we can do for you. And we broaden what we can do for you. But we've also specialized in some of these vertical markets where there's big growth going on healthcare, transportation, logistics, financial services, all are experiencing growth and we want to be a part of that. And so we've, we've dug into that. And then our, our, uh, our, strategy, our strategy around uh, M&A, we've proven that we can successfully acquire another organization. So we've done it and that helps us to expand our offering. The, the Centair acquisition was, was very, very successful. A lot of work into it went into it, but that's where we're growing. And we wanted to share with you kind of our approach to how we're growing as a company. Uh, the, this slide is the one I told you about with the three pillars. And I won't, I won't dig into all of it today, but in our weekly or bi-weekly call, I really want to focus on these things. I won't spring it on anyone, but I will probably reach out to some of you and say, tell me how you've been communicating. Tell me how you always give your best effort. Tell me how, what you do to protect the culture. And so what I wanna do is talk about not just bullet points on a slide, but real world examples where you make a difference outside of your practice area, being good at what you do in Java or .NET or QA or wherever that, that is in your, in your wheelhouse. But we also wanna look at the consulting side of things and how we're doing in these three areas. It's, it's really, really important. So wanted to share that slide with you so you kind of know what our bi-weekly call is, is going to be structured around and how you can participate in. I want everybody who can to participate in that at some point. Um, next thing we'll do our business review, our financials. And then I'm going to turn it over to Steve. Um, I'm, I'm excited to hear what, what Steve has to say. Uh, and, but I also know that as a company, uh, we, we want to share our financials. We want to share what we're doing. And I, I will tell you that there are not very many companies our size that are as transparent about our financial data as Spark is. We, we do a great job, I feel like, in being transparent and sharing this data. And so this, this slide is actuals from Q1 of 22 through Q3 of 23. And it shows our Q4 of 23 forecast. So we're looking at, at actuals along the line and then we're also looking at forecast. And, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Trey uh, Sasser who put this information in our hands and it's a lot of work to generate all of this financial data. And we really appreciate the work that he's done. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, glad for that. Some notable points that I wanna 
kind of share on this slide is that revenue peaked in Q4 uh, of the last fiscal year at 35.7 million. And it's dipped slightly uh, going into Q1 of 23. Uh, and that's, that's an anomaly that not just every software development company has seen, but most companies in the market have seen that dip. And we're forecasting 33.2 million for Q4 of this year, which leaves us at, I think, 100 and, 137 million. Yeah, 137 million. And, and so we're, we're close to what our forecast is, and we want to surpass that is, is our goal. Um, in Q3, we see the jump in uh, COGS. Uh, and from 19.5 million to 21.5. And the main driver of that increase in COGS is the result from our market and merit adjustment, uh, representing a, about a 10% increase over 22. So you, you can see where Spark is investing again in what you're doing. Um, SGNA, uh, in case you don't know, that's, that's selling general and administrative and it's, it's overhead. Uh, so you can, you can kind of see where we are there. And then the, the management adjustments that we take out are one-time reoccurring expenses from EBITDA to create an accurate picture. And so Trey, I think is, has done a good job kind of share that. I won't go through every slide in that much detail. Um, this is a representation. It's another representation of the data we just saw. It's a visual representation of revenue and margin, and it shows clearly the trend, an increase in revenue from Q1-22 to Q4-23, and then it also shows how our margins bounced around and, and gradually decreasing. So we're seeing a, a little bit of decline in margin, and we're working to make adjustments there. Um, Next slide is our operating expenses, and we manage our operating expenses um, very, very closely. And they, they stay relatively flat as a result of how they're managed. Uh, but there's, there's also uh, some adjustments that we make along the way, uh, like when, when we look at development center cost and we make adjustments in, in our development center cost, that's one of the things that really drives our operating expense. Since this is a pretty busy slide, uh, it shows our, our gross margin breakdown. Uh, and we're, we're looking at, at monthly gross margin breakdown and some of the metrics that go into how we figure that gross margin, how we come to that. Um, there's another look at our, our gross margin, uh, our gross profit and our gross margin. And you can see the adjustments there uh, over time. Uh, utilization by practice area. This is a this is a pretty busy slide, but I want to leave it up for just a minute because I, I want you to take a second and find your practice area and see where your utilization is in your practice area. Um, there are people that have seen this slide and said, I I would like to go to a different practice area. And we're working on the processes of getting someone from one practice area to another. It's not an easy task, as you can imagine, because you bill 
at where you are today, you bill at your level. If you're a senior one, you bill a senior one and you give a senior one value. If, if you're a principal, you give a principal value and we bill you as a principal. But when we switch practice areas, you might be a senior one in one practice area, but when you switch, it's hard to bill at that rate immediately. So we have to make adjustments over time. But there's a there's a look by uh, practice area, uh, and then I wanted to show you utilization by practice area and and by region. So you can see the region that we're in. If you if you want to dig into some of these slides. Uh, this deck will go out along with some other information that, that I will share with you. But uh, that's our that's our utilization by practice area, by region. So I wanted you to be able to see that. Carol? Yes. For the utilization, um, is it, if there are non-billable colleagues, are they considered util, utilized or are they not counted in that percentage? It, like there, there are some there are some non-billable things that we've shifted and and let them show utilization, and then there are some non-billable things where we don't show utilization. Um, and and I believe I believe specifically there the focus has been initially on internal projects where we're looking at a, someone that's that's in RSI labs and they get pulled out of the labs to do an internal project, so they're not available to be pulled off the, the labs to go engage in, in business. So we look at those as, as utilized. Uh, there's, there's some other rules around that. And Valerie, and I can work on getting some more information around that. And I'm, I'm really not sure specifically if we have uh, a PM in a non-billable role of what their, what their utilization is. I see their utilization in open air. So my, my gut feel is that we are showing that as utilized if you're on a project, but I need to make sure which utilization is counting and I'll get that information to you. Great question. I was just curious, thank you. Sure. Uh, EBITDA, if you're not familiar with the term EBITDA, it's earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation and amortization. So it's, it's earnings before we break those things out. Uh, that's our EBITDA chart uh, for the last year. So I wanted to, I wanted to share, you, share that with you and explain what EBITDA was. And then finally, this is our current headcount. Uh, it, is, it is by region. And you can see the billable versus the non-billable. Um, there's, there's actually more uh, non-billable folks in the central region than I realized. And then you can see where our company headquarters is. We have, we have a lot of very important roles that, that do not show as billable. So those 820 colleagues are divided up into 732 billable, uh, 81 SG&A, and there are seven JAs in that as well. So with that, I, I want to I want to introduce my friend, and uh, I'm going to stop sharing uh, and let him share his deck. But I want to tell you a little bit about Steve. I never know what he's going to say. I, I don't know what he's going to have in his slide deck. He makes fun of my hair or the lack of my hair often, uh, and he's actually done it in front of clients. And <laughs> so he, true. He, he's got a he's got a great bio uh, that that. I think he can probably share with you, but I want to highlight just a little bit about 
Steve Kinselli. I've worked with him for, for several years. Uh, we have a great working relationship. We work on one of the more difficult clients. If you've heard about DentaQuest, we have a long history with them. We do a lot of great work for them, but they are not an easy client to work with. Uh, Steve has been a husband for 38 years. He is a, believe it or not, a certified scrum master. And uh, I'll let him tell you how long he's been in IT if he wants to do that. But I will, I will tell you his skills are around COBOL and Fortran. So that, that, that'll tell you a little bit about Steve. Steve, thank you for being on the call with us. We appreciate it. And uh, I've, I've asked Steve to cover uh, the, the sales cycle from prospect to closing the deal because that affects you. And then I've, I've asked him to also talk about how we do our Monday morning call every week. Uh, the sales team and the RCDs and a lot of other folks jump on a call and we spend about an hour going through the pipeline and we ratchet it down and try to try to find out how much revenue we're generating. But we also are working with resourcing on what's coming next. And, and that pipeline is important, especially if you find yourself in RSI labs. Uh, that pipeline is what drives what we recommend that you train on, what we recommend that you spend your time training on. So I wanted, I wanted to talk about that. And then finally, I wanted to wrap it up with his key accounts. Steve doesn't, like all of our sales folks, uh, he doesn't just sell it and then walk away. He's on the T-band calls. He maintains the relationship, even if it's going smooth. He maintains the relationship with the client. And we all have an effort to expand our footprint on every client that we're working on. And so that's why Steve's involvement is there. Steve, thank you for being here. Take it away. Thanks, buddy. That sometimes I don't even know I'm gonna, what I'm going to say. So bear with me as we go through this. I know the topic itself isn't all that exciting. So hopefully we can make it interesting. Uh, feel free to stop me, ask a question. We want it to be interactive. This is your chance to you know, ask those questions. I mean, this is a safe zone, so no questions is, is out of bounds. If I can't answer it, I'll get you a, an answer later. But uh, uh, Daryl and I have been working together for a long time. You know, truly uh, one of my good friends, uh, one of the best people managers I've met in the industry, and I've been doing it a long time. So Daryl's a great man. We're glad to have him on board, and I, I appreciate you inviting me. Um, let me just start by something a little different here. Uh, if this works, let's see. Sometimes these mechanical things. Uh, let me make sure I'm sharing my sound. Everybody see my screen? Can you hear it? You'll have to share audio, Steve. Um, right here, yeah. There we go. Emily, and you're driving right. along, la, 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 woo, and all of a sudden there's a truck tire in the middle of the road, and you hit the brakes. Whoa. That was close. <laughs> now let's see what happens when you're driving with the other guy's brake pads. You're driving along, you're driving along, and all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the back seat, I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy. Not now, damn it. Truck tire. I can't stop. Help. There's a cliff. And your family's screaming, oh my God, we're burning alive. No, I can't feel my legs. Here comes a meat wagon. And the medic gets out and says, oh, my God. New guy's in the corner puking his guts out. All because 
you want to save a couple extra pennies <laughs> to me. Yeah. So a funny video that, and hopefully everybody's seen that movie. This is not what sales is at, at Spark. So um, just to let you know, um, fun stuff. Uh, we are much more professional than that. Let me share my screen with you and then we can get started. Daryl, let me know if I'm sharing the right screen. Good, good. Can you see it? You got it? Yes. We can see it. I'm sorry. I was I was telling you we can see it, but I was on mute. <laughs> no problem. So as I said, Daryl is a person that I've worked with a long time. Love the guy. I don't know if you know that he does have you know, an alternative, a job that he works on the weekends. Um, this is a couple of pictures that I've snapped of him on some of his uh, evening and weekend jobs. So great guy. Thanks, Daryl, for inviting me. I will uh, continue to share these pictures of you uh, with our people. <laughs> yes, as he mentioned, yeah, I've been in the industry a long time, right? I'm a father of four, uh, grandfather of six, soon to be seven, um, husband for 38 years, computer science major, uh, Scrum Master Certified, which will surprise you. All of your sales uh, executives are Scrum Certified, which is pretty cool. Um, 36 years in IT. Yes, I got married young for a lot of good reasons, but I don't know. Is there anybody on board who remembers languages like Fortran or PL1? Anybody? Assembler? Nobody? Kathy? maybe. <laughs> so those are some of the languages that I programmed in many, many days ago. So uh, I am not technical these days, but have enough knowledge to be able to contribute a little bit more to the things that we're doing from a sales and a delivery and a management perspective. So um, I love everything outdoors. I live in the middle of the woods. Uh, I do a lot of travel for clients, but uh, a few of my hobbies, horses, farming, fishing, hiking, hunting, and trying to uh, play the guitar, which is not going very well. So um, a little bit about me. I share some of these hobbies with a lot of internal people, a lot of guitar players. I don't know if you know that within the company. Um, so pretty fun to share our stories and our, our path to become better. Um, beer and bourbon, I don't know how that got on there, but that is also one of my hobbies. Um, a little bit of context on who I am. So uh, some of the accounts, as Daryl mentioned, that I manage from a strategic account perspective, DentaQuest, DentaQuest, if you don't know, is a, a provider of health, dental health insurance and dental health care, recently acquired by a mega behemoth life sciences company out of Canada called Sun Life. So now they're something like $28 billion. Uh, Discovery Education uh, organization that was a part of Discovery Channel broke off. Uh, provides software and services and textbooks in the education space. These are all multi-million dollar accounts of ours. Uh, Little Caesars Pizza, third largest pizza provider out of Detroit. Uh, till recently, was a very active client of ours, will be active again, but again, multi-million dollar accounts on an annual basis. Others, you know, Generac, Wisconsin-based, Natera, who's NGK, uh, Spark Plugs, A.O. Smith, the largest builder of uh, hot water heaters across the world, Snap-on Tools, Breakthrough Beverage, and this is just to name a few of the things that I'm involved in on a, on a daily, weekly basis. So um, pretty cool list uh, to know that, you know, 
Spark is delivering to some really cool clients. I know we've all heard of UPS and enterprise and we're probably working on those great accounts, but these are a few others that you may not have heard of, but pretty exciting to do work with those companies. Uh, questions or anything on my profile or accounts before we get started? And Daryl, feel free if someone raises their hand or asks a question through chat, just let me know. We'll see if we can answer it real time. Okay. Will do. So with everything, go ahead, sorry. I understand, we'll do. Okay, thanks, buddy. Uh, so everything we do in sales is driven by, before we start, three to five goals and an objective, right? So the objective today is not to be boring, for sure. And uh, some of our goals to really educate you guys on our lead to close process. How do we get from building the pipeline to closing business? All the things that happen, how we make the sausage in between those two steps. Um, understand what we do uh, throughout the year from a planning perspective, from an execution perspective. Uh, and then talk a little bit about the sale to delivery handoff. I think that's an important part of our process. If you haven't participated in those, you will uh, at some point. If you haven't, let me know. We'll make sure that uh, we can have you join some of those so you know what's going to happen in, in those sessions. Uh, your sales team, I don't know if you're aware of these things, so stop me if you've heard this before. We've got approximately 20 sales professionals within the organization. We're led by Alex Bruce, who's our Bruce, who's our CRO. Alex is great, another outstanding professional, leads a great team of people. He's tough, uh, but really knows what he's doing. We're really fortunate to have Alex on board. Um, we are divided by region. We have four regional RVPs. Each of those are responsible for four to five uh, client executives like myself. They're really player coaches. They really, they're not dedicated 100% to managing the team because we're all people with 20 plus years of experience or so. Um, so they, they act as a player coach. They carry a, a revenue target, just like we do. Uh, as I mentioned, we're all Scrum certified. You know, it's interesting in our first three months of being with the organization, we go through a rigorous training. Uh, we do not sell anything in the first three months. We're dedicated to learning, uh, presenting our intro deck to Monty, doing all the things necessary that we're capable of selling uh, what we need to sell within the organization. So pretty cool. We, they dedicate three months for us to come up to speed. They actually have a certification process for salespeople. So we have a prescribed, you know, things that we need to learn and then we present to the team at large. Uh, it's a pretty stressful time, but uh, really important part of making sure we're capable of selling what Spark delivers. Um, let's see. So uh, you, you saw my little video. That is not what sales is at Spark. And I'm sure I'm going to say RSI a couple of times. So bear with me if I do that. I think I think Daryl's going to charge me a dollar every time I do that. Um, so uh, I thought, hey, you know, what is a good sales example, right? I'm thinking, what do you guys want to know? How do we go about understanding these things? So I decided to ask an expert. ChatGPT, right? So interesting. You know, I asked ChatGPT what movie or image portrays a high-quality professional sales team and processes. So, so now let's let's see what they have to say. So, interestingly enough, a lot of the things that it said aligned very well with what we do. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But The Pursuit of Happiness, if you haven't seen that movie, it's exceptional, great movie. Uh, it does reflect a little bit on sales processes, but it's also mostly talking about perseverance, uh, which I thought is pretty good. But let me just read a couple of these things that I think align well with who we are. Um, the movie illustrates the importance of strong sales skills, perseverance, strategic thinking, and achieving success. 
So let me move my thing out of the way. Despite facing numerous obstacles, Will Smith, who's the actor uh, for Chris Gardner, demonstrates exceptional sales techniques such as effective communication, building rapport uh, with clients, showcasing the value of his product, uh, professionalism, adaptability, unwavering commitment to customer satisfaction, uh, the importance of continuous learning, which is something we do here within the sales team almost on a monthly basis, we're, we're doing that. Um, Spending time and effort to refine our sales skills, demonstrated the dedication required to succeed in a highly competitive environment, all things that we do within Spark. And then the, probably the most important of that is, you know, the significance of teamwork, right? So pretty interesting. We align very well with what Chat GPT would recommend. So I took it one step further, right? So I asked him, hey, a great sales are important to software development consultancy. What is most important to growing the book of business? Any guesses on what they might have said? Anybody? Most important to growing the book of business. Okay. Well, here it is. Uh, it came up with eight criteria. The first one, obviously the most important, and I think it reflects who we are as an organization. Building a strong reputation for delivery, high quality software solutions and excellent customer service is crucial. Positive client references and testimonials serve as powerful endorsements, helping to attract new clients, right, and growing our book of business. The bottom line is really, you know, you're the key to our success, right? Everything you do every single day enables us to be able to sell, right? If we didn't have a delivery capability and high quality colleagues, we'd fizzle out in a month, right? So you guys are really important to helping us sustain our growth and, and responsible for the growth we've had and the success we've had over the last few years. So thank you very much. You know, I know we're going to continue to do that. We love it as a sales team. It makes our job much easier. So um, uh, anything you want to add to that, Daryl, before I jump into the kind of the meat of, meat of the sausage grinding here? Good. Any no, questions no. before we get started? Okay. So this, this will wear out your eyeballs, uh, but it's really important. This is our process map for, for sales. We're not going to look at this the whole time, but just some highlights here, right? If you look at this dark blue stripe across the top, these are kind of the steps in the sales process. Uh, the next is the activities associated with each of those steps, and then the outcomes for each of those steps. So we have a process. We have the standards we have to follow very rigorously. And we're held to account to make sure that we're doing each of these things uh, as we move along in the sales process, all the way down to the tools that we use for each of these steps. Okay. Any questions on that? Pretty cool stuff, but um, lots, lots of words in one screen. So let's boil it down a little bit more simple. Uh, this is my version of the sales funnel here within the organization. Our our goal as a team is to fill the top of that funnel, right? To, to find opportunities and put them in that funnel, help them progress through that funnel down to the bottom. If you've not seen a sales funnel before, essentially, as you go down towards the bottom, it's getting closer to closure, comes out the bottom. Hopefully, you're going to get assigned SOW and a piece of work to work on. So we'll walk through some of these, these pieces of our process and the things that we do on a daily, weekly basis to, uh, to build business within our organization. So planning, uh, important part of what we do, right? This is this sets the stage for our activities associated for the year. Uh, the goal is to build a comprehensive plan for each client executive uh, with the input from the C-suite, right? We as a team get together uh, with Monty and Scott and Ingrid and, and Alex and everybody, 
and we talk about each person's territory, our goals, objectives for the year, how we're going to achieve our revenue target, uh, and we break that down into a quarterly uh, level. So each of us have that target. We review with the team as we begin. Our fiscal year starts October. Uh, we typically do this in January, um, but it's an important part of our process, and we do it in person with the entire team. Uh, on a annual basis as well, we do account planning. This is really to develop an action plan by strategic account. Uh, this is this is done once a year, but it actually feeds the activities associated with the TBAN meetings. Right, this the things that we try to achieve that we plan throughout the year move into the TBAN meeting. We manage those activities together with our RCD and our DE uh, and the SE on the account uh, on a biweekly basis. Sometimes sooner, sometimes sometimes it's monthly, depending upon the size of the account but uh, we track that monthly. We all have about 200 clients, something like that, give or take 50 or so. We tier them by A, B, and C, A being the most important, and so on. We then take about 20 of our A's, pass this, those to the marketing team, who's John Lenzen, who's our CMO. They take those and they actually do direct marketing to those clients for us. And you know what we we try to identify an ideal account. This isn't always the case, but in general, we want accounts that can sustain a million dollars in annual revenue. Right? Those are the ones we're primarily going after. Average deal size in the organization is approximately three hundred fifty thousand. I think it's grown a little bit more lately to about five hundred thousand. Um, but we also look for things in the ideal account like culture fit. Right? Is this is this client aligned with who we are as an organization? Uh, we don't want to put our colleagues in situations that are difficult, right? I, I realize, you know, they may turn into that at some point, but we try to assess that up front as we qualify each of our accounts. Uh, we typically go after CIOs, chief product officers, CFOs, CMOs, CEOs, depending upon the size of the organization. Uh, and those are the typically our targets as we prospect within our uh, territories. Any questions on the planning and, and process, the support planning? Exciting, exciting stuff. It's kind of interesting that the stuff that, uh, that Daryl went over from a, a revenue perspective, we look at that every week, right? We, we look at our, our goal for the month and for the quarter, and we evaluate that uh, where the pipeline is according to that, that goal every week. So we pay attention. Prospecting, right? This is this is the fun stuff. This is the this is the sausage making, right? Our goal within our organization to, is to get business alignment discussions, right? We target clients and contacts within those clients, and our goal is to get meetings. Those meetings, the first meeting we call a business alignment discussion. It's really an opportunity for us to, you know, be peer to peer conversations with our clients where we can decide together. Hey, does it can does it make sense to continue talking? Sometimes it doesn't, right? Sometimes they're they're just an offshore company, and that's not who we are, right? Uh, and we'll we'll refute, you know, we'll just decide together to not, you know, continue our conversations. Um, we do this in a lot of different ways, right? We prospect our client lists on a on a daily basis. We use a bunch of different tools, not to kind of bury you with some of the, you know, bore you with some of the details, uh, but we have some pretty cool tools that help us build cadences and workflows about distributing information to our clients, emails, those types of things. We build videos, we use LinkedIn Sales Navigator, we use the phone 
um, and we attend trade shows, right? And we sponsor CIO leadership programs across the country. So we do a lot of different things to help build that funnel. Uh, and then, you know, consistent with that, that eye chart that I put up earlier that shows our process map, we have some very cool tools and a process that we have to follow uh, every time we pursue a client or a contact. So we have a, a very uh, prescriptive introduction deck, which is really our PowerPoint presentation on how we present the company. And we practice that on a regular basis. We record that, that, that practice, we distribute it. Alex and everybody criticizes us and helps us get better. Uh, and we do that on a regular basis. In fact, we're gonna be doing that here in the beginning of August. Um, we always have meeting preps, right? For whatever we're doing with the client, even if it's, a, if it's a five minute meeting, we always talk about what are our three to five goals? What are our objectives? You know, who's, what's the roles and responsibilities of every person that's gonna participate on that call? We do that before every client meeting. Then we have a couple of documents that I think, uh, I think delivery is starting to use some of these things, especially the preconditioning note here, the PCN. It's really a, an opportunity for us to, to do a couple of things. We have a client meeting scheduled, right? We have this document we send out the day before or the morning of the meeting to remind the client that the meeting is happening and to set the agenda, right? So we do that prior to the meeting. Post-meeting, we send out within 24 hours a meeting summary and confirmation request. That's really captures the, you know, kind of the high-level detail of the meeting. But most importantly, it establishes next steps and identifies who's responsible. Sometimes the client's responsible for some of the next steps. So we're, we're trying to hold them accountable and hold us accountable to the next steps and set timeframes associated with some of the next steps. Uh, as we present kind of our in the business alignment meeting, in our preparation, we talk about, you know, what's of interest to this client, right? What have we done in the past that might be relevant to this client? And we have something we call low-fat case studies. I think there's 72 of them. They're in this book, which is kind of interesting. Um, they look like this. Uh, and they're essentially, they're a summary of most of the projects that we've done. Right. And we're all, you know, we may not memorize all the details of each of these, but we know some of the highlights of most of them. And we prepare in advance for, hey, if this is a life sciences company, let's go grab all the life sciences, you know, low fat case studies and prepare for our meeting. So we use this as a tool to help us prepare. Other tools we have, not to bore you, Salesforce is a very important part of managing our pipeline. Salesloft is a, is a workflow automation tool that helps us. Uh, create, let's see if I have that print out, create things like this. This is a workflow that I created around artificial generative AI. Uh, it's got four steps in it. It's got 484 contacts, people that I'm sending it out to. Uh, and there's timeliness associated with each of these steps, right? You don't want to send them, you know, an email every single day. Uh, you kind of spread those out. And so it, it's a tool that helps us manage this. If someone's interested, it tells us if they're interested. Uh, it's a great tool to help us automate, you know, interacting with clients. Uh, then we have Zoom Info. Zoom Info is a tool, that, a research tool that helps us understand, uh, do some research on given clients and it helps us identify contacts within those clients. And then we use direct marketing. So um, cool stuff for me. This is what we do every single day. Any questions on that? You could, hopefully, some of you have participated in kind of building some of those low-fat case studies. Uh, if not, you probably will. We we go through probably twice a year and refresh those um, and add new ones as we move along. 
And if you ever want access to some of those, you know, let me know. They're really cool. We've done a lot of great things as, as an organization and, and people aren't really aware of, of some of those. We're happy to share that information at any time. Solutioning. Daryl, did I miss anything in that last step? I don't believe so. We kind of skimming over some of those things. We spend a lot of time doing that, but uh, that was kind of the high points. Um, the important stuff, hopefully we get from a business alignment discussion. If we mutually agree with the client to continue our conversation, we move into the next step, which is what we call a deep dive, right? This is where we engage solution engineering uh, and subject matter experts to help us really understand what the client's trying to achieve, right? Uh, that conversation, we review tech stack, we review processes they use, uh, their business mission function, what are the business drivers? We try to understand everything so that we can create something we call the approach review, which is an approach document. And that's a meeting we schedule as a follow-up to the deep dive, which reviews things, you know, how are we gonna deliver this effort? How are we gonna manage this work? What does it look like? What's a team look like? What's the timeline? What's the cost associated with that? And this is, this is the next meeting within uh, our, our process. Um, usually when we get to this point, you know, we're moving closer to closing the business, right? We're more likely to close if they agree to get to a deep dive because they're spending a lot of time with us, right? Uh, and this is where a really important step, this is where resource planning gets involved here, you know, pretty close to once we build, build an approach document resource planning becomes aware and starts aligning colleagues. You know, Daryl's team, uh, they all participate in starting to align colleagues with what we're gonna be delivering with the client. This is really the, the solution engineers match, magic. This is Jackson Stakeman's group, which is just a tremendous uh, organization. Love working with that group, really smart individuals, uh, subject matter experts outside of the SE group participate. Uh, and uh, it's an important part of our process. The Jackson team's awesome. So uh, questions on the deep dive? I'm sure there's some people on the on the call that may have participated in that, um, but I love it. We've got a good group that can help deliver this approach, approach doc. Okay, once we close, hopefully, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but we have a really high percentage of closure within the organization. And we do that for a couple of reasons. We don't put garbage into our pipeline. <laughs> We really, Alex does not want garbage in the pipeline if it's 10%. So we don't want to see it in the pipeline. If it's real, put it in the pipeline, we'll manage it. Um, and once we get to the deep dive and the approach review, our close ratio is very high compared to our competition, mostly because we've got a great team of people. We, we showcase our subject matter experts. Um, and so I think it's above 50, 60%. So it's, it's pretty exciting to get to that level. Um, the sales to delivery handoff. How many people have participated in that? Just raise your hand, scream out. Anybody? Daryl has. I have. <laughs> Valerie has, I know. Um, so our goal there is to educate the entire team on what we're trying to do for the client and educate the team on what the client's all about, their business, the people that you're going to be working with, this meeting is intended to prepare you to hit the ground running for our client. Um, we'll make sure everybody clearly understands their roles and responsibility on a project, understands the timeline, the expectations that are written into the SOW. We'll share the majority of the SOW with you. Uh, we'll, we'll start establishing lines of communication, right? We'll get a Slack channel started. Uh, we'll establish you know, expectations from your management of the team. 
uh, from a communication perspective. Uh, and then we'll start preparing each of you to present you know, uh, yourself, right? You'll, you'll be responsible for having an intro to the client. We'll help prepare you to, to do that 15 to 30 second intro. Uh, who's involved? It's primarily the CE or the seller's responsibility to create that document, but certainly the DE, RCD, SE all prepare, help prepare that document uh, to educate the team to get started. Uh, Daryl, I know this is an important part that you wanted to cover. Anything I missed in this S2D, S2D that uh, you want to cover? No, I do. I do have a question on that because someone raised the question to me. If you come on to a project and it's already started, and you're coming on three months into it. Do you have access? Do, do our colleagues get access to these documents when they roll onto a project and they're not there at the beginning? They should. The DE should have a repository for these. If we haven't been provided, let me know and we'll, we'll get you that. Uh, but we do distribute it to the entire team typically after the STD so that they have it because okay. in there will be client pictures, client contact information, the team, those types of things, and everybody else's contact information. So uh, they should be distributed. Oftentimes, you know, the SE might not be involved in adding a resource three months into it. It might be the, the delivery executive, but one way or another, you should have access to that information. If you don't, let me know. Yeah, perfect, thanks. Good, great question, great okay. question. You also, um, just so you guys know, a lot of the times your um, PM will take stuff from the sales to delivery document and put it in a new deck, along with just like team expectations and um, onboarding documents and stuff like that. So you, you'll have access to the original one, but a lot of the times the, the slides are taken and put into another deck for onboarding for those later colleagues too. Yeah, for, and so great, great point. So the next stage in from a ceremony perspective, in engaging the client is the kickoff meeting. Uh, the kickoff meeting will take most of what we created in this document, use that uh, to kick off the meeting essentially. Um, and so uh, it's an important step. If you haven't participated in that, you should soon. Any other questions, comments? Okay. We talked about the sales funnel. Uh, a little bit kind of managing our daily activities or weekly activities. Uh, Daryl asked to talk a little bit about what we do on a, on a Monday basis, right? I mentioned we go through our revenue forecast every Monday, right? Where we're at from a monthly perspective and a quarterly perspective, you know, I think our, our target is our stretch goal is 35 million for this quarter. Uh, I think we're going to hit that, which is good. So we'll exceed that number. Um, but we review that every Monday. So it's top of mind for everybody. Uh, that Monday morning meeting, it is everybody, right? It is DEs, RCDs, uh, you know, Monty's on board, Alex is there, Scott's there, Ingrid's there, uh, really to make sure that we're all aligned, right? And everybody's involved in helping us move an opportunity to the next step, right? And so uh, this is important for the resource team to get aligned with the sellers and the, the DEs and the RCDs, all to make sure that we're all on the same page and how we're gonna staff a given project. Uh, the things that we review on a, a weekly basis are all the opportunities that are 50% and above at each stage within the process, right? So we don't really wanna talk about those that are early, um, that are less than 50%. Those are talked about at the regional you know, RVP level. Uh, we talk about those that are getting closer to closing. 
we have three types of opportunities within our pipeline. Uh, we, the first one is called Eno. That is an existing account, newer opportunity. So we're already doing work at GenaQuest. GenaQuest has another project. We call that an Eno within our pipeline. Uh, new logos, self-explanatory. And then we have uh, renewals. Uh, renewal is essentially any long-term engagement. Sometimes we have annual contracts supporting DentaQuest. We put that in the pipeline as a renewal and the entire team typically gets renewed for the following year or some time frame. Uh, Daryl, I know you're part of these every week. Um, anything I missed that you wanted to cover from a weekly meeting perspective? No, I'll just reiterate that we use this information <clears throat> to in, inform us on RSI Labs and to be looking at, for everyone who's on RSI Labs, to be looking at what's next for them. What, how are they a fit for what's in the pipeline? So this is really important information. That's why everybody is on this call. Yeah, this is, this is a look at my pipeline or a portion of my pipeline. These are the things we review every week. Right? These are the client names. Uh, this is the project name. Tells us what type of deal it is, and it tells us what stage it's in. Right, the solutioning will have 25, 50, 75, 90 percent, um, and then we'll have verbal, uh, and then we'll talk about the close date. And then there's a bunch of things to the right, next steps, what are we doing next, uh, those types of things. And, and we update this daily, uh, certainly no no sooner than weekly, because we got to be prepared for our Monday morning meeting. So, Steve, um, I know I know you're getting close to the end. But we're going to have to we're going to have to just give you your final thoughts and wrap up because we got a lot left and uh, we don't have much time to do it. Yeah, thanks thanks everybody. Obviously, you know, just the the bottom line is the most important asset we have is you. Uh, quality delivery is what carries this business, and I just want to thank everybody for their hard work and uh, thanks for giving me uh, your time today. Any questions? You guys can email me if you need to know anything else. Have any questions? Thank you, Steve. We appreciate you being on the call. Thanks, buddy. Bye, all. So I'm I'm going to uh, go back and share my screen. I've got just a couple of things to do, and then I want to uh, turn it over to Ross. Uh, so, colleague promotions. I, I want to take a moment and really congratulate you that have been promoted. Uh, I know we haven't had this call in a while. So we went, I went back uh, to the, the colleague promotions and, and try to make sure that we didn't miss anybody, but I'll, I'll just briefly go through the list. You can take a moment to read it to analyst one, uh, Blake and Kobe, congratulations. I, I know everybody's on mute, but congratulations to you. Uh, to analyst two, uh, Gray, uh, Rachel, Troy, Brooke, and Miranda. Congratulations to all of you, to Analyst 2. And then our senior promotions are uh, Alex and Tad promoted to Senior 1. Congratulations on that. And then finally, Senior 2 promotions, Brandon, Barry, Kathy, and Nicholas. Great, great group of people. I appreciate the work that you do and the promotion that you have and congratulations to you all. Uh, and I know we're rushing kind of through this, but Ross, Ross is gonna do college engagement and uh, I appreciate him being on the call, being part of what we're doing and I'm excited to hear from him. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Daryl. So uh, yeah, my name is Ross Young. Uh, I am along with uh, my good friend, Matt Adams, who's also on this call, uh, two of the folks that are helping run uh, SparkCon this year. It's going to be August 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, and SparkCon is three days of opportunities for you to get to connect with uh, your fellow colleagues across the company. Uh, everyone at Spark is uh, welcome to register and attend. It's free. Uh, it'll be completely online. And we have the schedule and the registration links in our SparkCon channel in Slack. So be sure to join there. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up, including uh, signing up for the events themselves. Uh, we'll have some sneak peeks for prize giveaways because we love to give folks stuff. And yeah, if you have any questions or uh, need any uh, further context on SparkCon, either reach out to me directly or feel free to post in the SparkCon channel. We'd love to hear from you and we hope to see everybody there. Uh, we also wanted to talk about our CRGs. Um, so CRGs are a great way to connect with communities within uh, our uh, colleague family. Uh, Black Voices is one of them. They're going to be prominent at uh, SparkCon. They've got a couple of great events coming up that I'm excited for. And uh, they have a channel. I don't think I see it listed here, uh, but I believe it's CRG Black Voices. Um, so if you want to connect, they have events throughout the year. Uh, lots of like off time get togethers would highly encourage you to uh, join and be a part of that. We also have CRGs like uh, the Disability CRG, uh, who again, they're going to have at least one uh, event at SparkCon that I know of. And uh, Kathy, who's uh, also in our region, is one of the co-chairs. Uh, and there's their uh, uh, Slack channel, CRG Disability Allies. But uh, definitely reach out to Kathy if you have uh, questions or want some more information uh, about any of their upcoming events. Uh, or, oh yeah, they've got two events coming. The uh, Bring Your Own Craft and Scategories. Looking forward to both of those at SparkCon. Uh, we also have the Rainbow CRG uh, that uh, obviously just had a, a, a big pride celebration in, in June. And they're at CRG Rainbow. You can uh, get in touch with them and join to be a part of that community for uh, their monthly meetings. We also have the Veteran CRG. Uh, obviously, again, uh, some pretty big events came recently with Memorial Day and Military Appreciation Month. Uh, last month was their PTSD awareness. Uh, and they are, no, I don't see their uh, Slack channel here either, but uh, if you search in Slack for CRG underscore, you'll see most of these come up pretty quickly for you. Um, so if that's a community you're a part of or want to join, feel free. And then the women's CRG, uh, we had a bunch of events over the past few months and got a lot more coming up in July and August. Um, there's a lot to do and a great community to join and be a part of. I would also note, you don't have to identify with any of these CRGs to be to yeah. join them. Uh, I would encourage anybody uh, that wants to, uh, that does identify or wants to uh, serve as an ally or a support uh, to join uh, these groups as well. Uh, Tech Tuesdays are great. Uh, I know it because uh, Matt and I just did one on Tuesday. Uh, they're a lot of fun and uh, would highly encourage you to uh, either sit in and participate or give one yourself. We've got a ton of great uh, talks coming up. 
uh, finally seeing some stuff around AI start to creep into the uh, schedule, which I uh, figured was a matter of time. So uh, yeah, next week's all about golf. So yeah, you'll learn a lot for, about things you probably don't know a lot about. And if you do know a lot about them, you get to hear from another colleague who is like-minded. So it's a great opportunity to learn something new uh, at lunch on Tuesdays. And then uh, finally, our global cultural community is uh, another channel on Slack at Global Cultural Community. Uh, if you want to do some cultural exchange, learn about uh, people's different lived experiences, maybe find a new recipe for food, uh, make some global connections. This is a great uh, group to connect with and maybe just get outside of your own uh, uh, comfort zone and learn something about uh, a different person's point of view. Uh, one of the best things about Spark is we got people from all kinds of uh, lived experiences from all over the world. And uh, I think that's one of the things that makes us special. So uh, great opportunity to take advantage of uh, other people's stories. And that's all I've got. If, if y'all have any questions about that, feel free to reach out and Daryl, I'll turn it back over to you. Thank you, Ross. I, I appreciate it very much. Uh, I apologize, we went a little bit over. Um, I, I am more than happy to stay and answer any questions uh, that you have. Uh, you can also send me a Slack message. Uh, I, I wanna answer your questions. We'll, we'll tighten this up next quarter and uh, try, to, try to end on time, but I appreciate you staying on. Are there any questions that you have for me before we, before we end? Um, Daryl, this is Kathy Martin. I have a quick question um, regarding the financials, and I hate to be the one that um, uh, may sound self-centered here, but um, based on the trend that we're seeing and the trajectory that we're going, do we have any confidence that um, bonuses will be funded this year? I know we're, we're rapidly approaching October. We are. Uh, the question was asked in one of the RCD meetings uh, if we were on track for funding the, the bonus pool. And uh, the, answer, the answer came back that uh, we, we thought that that was being fully funded. Let me confirm that with Trey. I want to make sure I give you good information. Rihanna, do you happen to know if, if that is fully funded at this time? I don't think that it has uh, been fully communicated yet. So, because sometimes, because it's based off fiscal year and it and it's typically funded monthly, I believe. Um, so, I think it, it is. is also dependent upon this month as well as August and September. Um, but we should be able to kind of get an idea of like, hey, are we on track or what's that looking like? But typically, communication kind of goes out. Um, in the past, Monty's kind of sent out like a minute with Monty or in meetings like this, we kind of push out some communication on here's what it's looking like, here's what the, the pool looks like, and that's close to October when we would find out. So, but we can see Thank if we you. can get some additional information. Yeah, I'll reach out. I'll reach out to Trey and we'll get some additional information and I'll send it to the group. Good question though. Anyone else? Y'all, I appreciate the time today. If you have a question you didn't get a chance to ask on this call, please send me a note. I'll do my best to answer all the questions for you that I can. Have a wonderful day, and I appreciate you being on the call. I thought it was a great call. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone.